Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I got a very interesting episode for you today as we're going to talk a little bit about the similarities and differences between trading and poker. But before we get into that, I want to give you guys a big thank you for supporting the show. We have been doing this podcast for over 250 episodes and we are still consistently ranked in the top Forex and trading related podcasts out there. So I appreciate it. That is all because of you. It was never my goal to kind of be in that position. I just want to deliver consistent value and then hopefully uh, help change a few lives. Um, but since we're there, we, we might as well try and stay there. So here's what I want you to do. If you haven't done it already, the best way, the absolute best way you can support the show is by leaving me a rating and a review. It is preferable on iTunes and Apple Music, but whatever podcast app or music streaming app or even on YouTube you're using to listen uh, to this podcast, uh, just do it on there um, and you will have my, my greatest thanks. Now, in today's episode, I want to share with you an interview with a trader on our platform who was a former professional poker player turned trader. He took up poker in college and right out of college, uh, got a job, ended up quitting his job and being a full-time poker player. Unfortunately, um, soon thereafter, the, the U.S. put a ban on online poker and all of his money and his accounts were frozen. Um, and this led to him making the transition to trading. Now, I know what you're thinking, right? A poker player, now he's going to trading. This guy's just a gambler. But remember what I said professional poker trader. And, and if you know anything about poker and trading, it's all about probabilities. It, it's, it's if you approach it in a professional way, it's not gambling or if it is gambling, it's gambling with the edge. So um, it's pretty cool because he's going to share some of the, the, the similarities and differences between trading and poker playing, uh, some of what he likes about poker, some of what he likes about trading. Um, and it's just a, a nice episode because this is a, a this is a very common comparison. I do the same thing with craps, but I don't know how to play poker, so I've never been able to do a podcast on my own um, about this topic. Now, what's really cool is, is towards the end of this session, the trader was asked the question, you know, what do you want to get out of trading? Like, what is your ultimate, or not even trading, what do you want to get out of life? And there were three things that this trader said that really hit home for me. And I think this is what everyone's goal should be. He says, I want work-life balance which means I wanna be able to work, but not at the expense of my life, right? A lot of people have these jobs where they're making a lot of money, but they're investing so much time in those jobs that they don't even get to 
right, enjoy life. They don't get to go on vacation. They don't get to spend time with their kids, right? Their life is dominated by their job. So yeah, it's good paying. Maybe you get all these benefits of it, but there's no real balance. You're work, 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 work all the time. And of course, there are other people that are, you know, they don't work and they, they get to enjoy kind of life all the time, but they don't have the money to do what they want to do because they never work. But work-life balance is key. Job satisfaction, that means he wants to enjoy what he's doing. This is the, the biggest thing that got me into trading. My dad always told me, whatever you do in life, just make sure you wake up and you love doing it, right? It doesn't matter about the money. Um, yes, you want to make money, but you just want to be happy at the end of the day. So job satisfaction for is 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 really big for me as well. And the last one, which is important, right? People want to shy away from it, but it is very important. He wants good pay, right? He wants to make a good amount of money. I think we all want to do. So um, that's cool that he got into online poker and, and he got into trading for the same three things, work-life balance, job satisfaction, and good pay. I would challenge you to think about what you guys want out of your life and see if they line up um, and see if what your, your current situation is, is matching what you want it to be. If it is, great thumbs up. If it's not, uh, you may want to start making some changes in your life. But anyway, enough of me rambling. Check out the interview. I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Justin. Yeah, thank you. I know, I know we, uh, we spoke, didn't we, personally? That's, that's why I remember talking to you. Yeah, that was back in uh, early March, late February. Yeah, yeah, that's a little while ago. Okay, so it's your first time on the accountability um, and I know, you know, I know your story and I know your background anyway, but I'm going to kind of just let you introduce yourself and kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you're up to, you know, outside of trading, before trading. Okay, yeah, so I might speed through this a little bit, but uh, 32 years old, currently live in upstate New York. So people here in New York, they think of New York City. I'm actually about three hours north of New York City, so pretty much right in the middle. Is that like Albany or... Yeah, I'm a, I'm probably uh, what is it, 30 minutes, 45 minutes north of Albany. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, because that's where Ryan Scribner lives. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, near Albany, um, I guess uh, an engineer. That's what I do for work. Um, what kind of engineer are you? I am. Uh, I have a degree in mechanical engineering. Whether or not that's what I actually do at work is debatable, but uh, <laughs> that's what my degree's in. Um, prior to trading, I guess we'll go back a little bit. Uh, back in 2003, there was a guy called Chris Moneymaker who won the World Series of Poker and uh, on TV. Like, I'm interested in poker, so I started with $50 back in 2005, actually. Uh, started that and won a couple tournaments, grew that up, uh, joined a, a website kind of similar to Tier 1, except it was for poker, so watch videos. They have forums, poker groups, yep. there was private coaching. At one point, I was actually paying someone uh, what was it, $200 an hour for coaching, which seems absurd, but it was well worth the money. Ended up yeah. my last year of college putting in about 50 hours between playing and studying. Graduated college, decided that uh, I was going to see where that was going to take me poker. So I worked about 18 hours a week at the job that I was uh, interning at before I graduated. And in March of 2011, I decided to quit my job and play poker full time just because the, the money I was making from that seemed better than what I could be making if I got a real engineering job. So in March, I quit my job, took a little road trip out to Colorado, returned home. A month later, the United States Department of Justice shut down online poker. So all my money in there was frozen. 
I no longer had the job that I thought I had, so I was left to do something else. And I actually think the day they shut it down, I'm pretty sure I went on to baby pips. I can't remember for sure, but I was like, <laughs> I'll just something else to do while we wait for poker to come back, which still hasn't come back. But for whatever reason, I didn't continue with baby pips. So May of 2012, I got a real job, started working. And then uh, actually, this uh, I guess it was probably about a year ago now, early 2018, a coworker of mine just mentioned trading. And for some reason, I looked into trading and found swing trading. And I was like, oh, wow, there's more than this just day trading. I can actually still do trading and have a real job and grow that and then maybe eventually uh, have that be my job. So around May, June time frame, I was playing around in baby pips. Uh, after a couple months there, I thought I knew everything there was. Started doing demo trading. I did that for about a month. I forgot what I was looking at, probably Euro USD, something like that. And price was in a bit of a consolidation. And I was just thinking, oh, this is easy. You sell low and or sell high and buy low, and it's simple. It's it's pretty much foolproof. So did that. Um, then price just tanked, and I had no idea why it tanked. And I was just like, I didn't expect this at all. There's clearly something I don't know. So I was listening to. I have about a 40-minute commute, so I was listening to lots of podcasts, uh, listening to the Desire to Trade podcast with Etienne Fett, and I believe uh, Akil Stokes was on that, and that's what led me to Akil's podcast, the videos, and then also got introduced to Jason's videos on YouTube and found Tier 1. It seemed like it was very similar to the poker website, so joined that. Um, that was late September, and... Uh, been going through the course, been back testing. Currently, I've back tested a tiny, tiny bit on Greystone trend continuation trade, tiny bit on swing trading the trend. Really focused on advanced patterns. Uh, did three pairs. Results aren't exactly ideal, so uh, not sure what the future holds for that. But that's pretty much high level summary of where I'm at now. Okay, so so you um well you I mean you've First of all, you've just reeled out a lot of uh, a lot of story there. So you, you was it's very similar to me because I was an I'm an engineer as well, and I, I went into I was thinking about going into poker when I was looking at forex as well. It was just another speculative uh, business. Um, just how how have you found the differences between trading and and poker? So it's interesting. There one of the reasons I got into trading is because I I really missed poker. Poker was Fantastic. I felt like the more time you put in, the more effort, the more you got rewarded. Yeah. Um, depending on what sort of job you work, it's not always the case. Sometimes it's you get your 3 to 5%, whatever it is, raised per year, more or less, no matter what you do. So it's nice having the reward. Um, the yeah. mental aspect is still the same in trading and poker. You have to keep your emotions in check. Uh, the one cool thing, I think, about trading versus poker, which is also kind of a negative that I'll touch on, is that in order to make more money, you just need more money. You're not playing against better people. Um, if you want to double your income, you more or less just double the amount of money you, you're trading, unless I'm missing yeah. something. Where with poker, not only do you need double the money, but you're also playing at higher stakes, which means you have tougher opponents. Yeah. So it's nice not having that. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so you've taken away 50% of the competition. Right. The flexibility, the the 
ability to do your own schedule, it's I think it's very similar, but also in, in some ways it's very different. So unlike poker, where you can start out playing against the weaker opponents and making $3 an hour, $2 an hour, there really isn't that in trading, uh, kind of for the same reason. Your opponents yeah. are the same all the time. It's funny, I've got a friend called Casper Berry, and he was a, he was a professional poker player in Vegas for about three years, and then... Uh, he kind of uh, gave it up. He started doing speaking, and he, I think he, he consulted on Casino Royale and all the rest of it. Like he, he became quite involved in that space. And I asked him the same question. He said exactly what you just said. He said it's, uh, it's the same, except you lose the – when you want to up the stakes in poker, you're playing with much better players. Uh, it's not just a case of increasing your position size. Right. So um, you've – Done some testing on some strategies. I know you've been uh, you've put together kind of a backtesting spreadsheet and you've been testing some stuff. What have you? What style? You've obviously got a job. What are you looking to? What is the style of trading that you would be an ideal for you? You know, what what are you working towards? So right now, I I would love to do something on a daily chart or uh, some sort of swing trading strategy. So I did the Greystone trend continuation swing trading the trend in the hopes that I could do something on the daily. Uh, my initial uh, cut at that, which I didn't put too much time, so maybe I should revisit that. There weren't a lot of trading opportunities, so I really wasn't getting uh, the results that I I would like. So I thought that advanced patterns would be good because I could set a buy limit or a sell limit um, on the four hour and just kind of set it and forget it. And if it hits and triggers while I'm at work, then that's fine. Um, so something that will take We'll say minimal amount of time because right now I'm able to put in about an hour a night, so that doesn't leave me a lot okay. of time for anything other than swing trading. So what what did you? How many pairs did you test on the on the swing trading trend? Um, I can't remember. It's probably like three, maybe. So again, probably not enough to really yeah. conclude anything. And during this advanced pattern trading, I really felt like I got into a groove of back testing. So it's quite possible that for those first few back testing strategies, I really wasn't in it and doing everything that I could have been doing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, my, my personal um, swing trading account where I trade that strategy, I also trade uh, a reversal strategy as well, but I've, that's over 27 pairs. So. <laughs> You, you do get opportunities. You just have to have a larger portfolio. Right. Um, so are you testing now? Are you doing more testing now? So I actually just finished on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, my third pair in advanced patterns, which the, the previous two pairs were slightly profitable, not anything special, and this third pair was just absolutely miserable. So even with tweaking and filtering, I couldn't find a way to make it profitable. So. Kind of okay. back to the drawing board if I want to continue with advanced patterns or go back to the swing trading stuff and see what if pair, I can... What pair was that and what pattern? I think that was the Gartley on New Zealand USD. Yep, that's what it was. Right. Yep. Okay. And um, what, what are you just going to continue testing the patterns on, on all the pairs or is it just one pattern you're going for? I initially was going with just guard leads, yes. So now I'm kind of, based on the results for the first two, uh, right now this is taking me probably about 15 hours per pair, and I'm going back, I think it's like 7 to 10 years per pair. Um, yeah. 
So I have to kind of figure out if it's worth it to go back and do 15 hours per pair or if I should revisit one of the other swing trading strategies. Yeah, That's okay. kind of where I'm at now. So what's the what's the big game for you? What what does your life, you know, what's your ideal life look like in, I don't know, five years, ten years even? Yeah, so my ultimate goal when I actually quit my job in uh, 2011, I was like, oh, I'm just going to trade poker or play poker. And that's fantastic because I can pretty much, uh, my schedule was wait up, wake up at 8 or wake up at 7, something like that. I would play poker for maybe five hours during the day and then play for another three hours at night. And that was fantastic because I pretty much had my day. I would love to get to something like that where I am trading full time, um, put in something less than the current, uh, what do I do now, like nine and a half to ten hours with commute and work. I'd love to get away from that and just be able to do some things that I absolutely love and get rewarded for. So have some yeah. work-life balance, job satisfaction, and pay well. So I think trading will allow me to do that. So short-term ultimate goal or short-term goal is to just become profitable. Uh, yep. And it's uh, maybe supplement so that I can do something where it gives me a little more flexibility where I'm not really worried about pay and then maybe eventually just completely yep. – trade and that's it yeah so you want you want to use it to buy out your time so that you can focus on stuff that naturally is um, your highest values right exactly. makes sense man that's that's exactly what i uh that was my motivation as well so um where where have you got any kind of milestone in mind have you got a time in mind for a certain milestone or I would love to be trading live by the beginning of next year. So in about six months, um, I have okay. written down um, that I'd like a strategy. This was a while ago that I put this together, but I'd like to have a strategy for swing trading by May 31st, which um, I guess could potentially be considered the Gartley, even though I'm not a, a fan of my results so far. So um, I think the only thing I'm really settling on now is just trying to get something by 2020 that I can trade live. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great goal. That's a great uh, realistic goal. Um, I would say one thing that I would say is, is just don't get kind of um, – don't have a, a, a kind of – what am I trying to say? Don't give up on a pair. Don't Don't give up on something – too quickly like there's going to be maybe, maybe test some other pairs or test you know do some more testing but uh, certainly with the swing trading you know free pairs i would say isn't isn't really enough to kind of give you that eye-opening motivation right yeah and i don't want to be that person who's just bouncing from strategy to strategy oh. to strategy to strategy because i remember somewhere you said something that you're amazed by the number of people that go back to the, the strategy they first tried out and that actually is the one that ended up working with them because that fits their style. Um, yeah, near enough everyone, near, near enough every trader I've spoken to is they are trading some form of the original strategy that they learned. Uh, uh, even Adam Grimes, if you, if you listen to the interview of Adam Grimes, he actually says <laughs> he, he, he bought this strategy from this guy in a cowboy hat um, and then uh, Basically, years and years and years later, after trying everything else, he went back to that, and he actually trades a form of that kind of strategy now. So, yeah, right. All right, man. So, um, any? How are you enjoying the platform? 
It's good. I don't have enough time to be involved in the chat as much as I would like to, but uh, the education okay. material, the community seems fantastic. Again, it's just my Excellent. time. I hold me back more than anything, but it seems fantastic. Brilliant. That's that's what I love to hear. Okay, mate. So, uh, have you got any advice for anyone who's kind of just starting? Coming from um, yeah, a poker say, player. <laughs> uh, take it slow. I think is the biggest thing. I I didn't think I rushed through the foundation and all of that material, but uh, looking back, I think I did. So what I ended up doing is I ended up going back through it again, and I just really bugged a kill with questions. I was emailing him questions and probably so much that he's like, oh, it's Justin yeah. Miles sending me another email. That's ridiculous. But I think that's what he's there for. It helped a lot. Um, as much time as you can put into the community and having others help you, it's worth it. So um, keep expectations low, I think, because uh, nothing's worse than having this vision that you're going to be making 180% a year and find out that your strategy is only 3%. Um, not that I that was there. But... That is great advice. All right. Well, um, it's amazing how I'm amazed at how many people actually say that that they they thought they wasn't rushing, but then they realised they were. It's just every, it, almost everyone says that. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. Well, uh, listen. It would be good if you could come on in kind of towards what are we now? June? Maybe come on like in a in a few months' time just to see if you're on track for going live at the end of the towards the well the beginning of the next year. That'd be good. Yeah. Well done. You're in New York, right? So if we have the ball, when we have the ball in New York, you'll be there. Yeah, let me know. Fourteenth <laughs> of December. Is it? Yeah. All right. All right, man. Well, listen. Have a great weekend, Justin. Thanks for coming on, mate. All right. Thank you.